Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dane Baptiste Questions Everything, a podcast where myself, comedian and writer Dane Baptiste, my producer friend Howard Cohen, a.k.a. The Hizzer. Hello. And Ofe, a.k.a. Old Dog on the Decks. And a very special mix of guests pose the questions that need to be asked for your listening pleasure. And we are talking everything from culinary questions to philosophical questions to engineering questions to political questions, just questioning your existence in general. To how much cheese is too much cheese? For me, I'm lactose intolerant, so a, a ah, very so little bit. Very cheese. little bit. Oh, it's too much okay, cheese. Good, fine. But then, but then I guess, but then I'm usually okay with pizza. Oh, and that is a lot of cheese. Yeah, in one so sitting, that's a lot of cheese. It, it is a lot of cheese. But then I'm, I've been thinking if there's a way of converting hemp milk into hemp cheese. Some people have like a, a, a mad like level of like I'll just eat this cheese until it's gone. Like eat it like a eat cheese like a piece of fruit. Fondue. I've fondue. never I've never gotten that. Doing fondue or even yeah, cheese yeah. boards like at, like plush restaurants. Like we have a section of cheeses. How is that dessert? How? Suffice to say. We ask all the questions. Yeah, all the on questions. This podcast. I want some dairy. Have an ice cream. Yeah. It's a real dessert. Yeah, good point. And uh, with, <laughs> with that in mind, uh, speaking of ice cream, uh, today's show. Uh, this is a completely unrelated segue, but uh, <laughs> no, it today, makes sense to us. Yeah, it makes sense. It's a very good-looking dessert here. It'll, it'll, it'll make sense. Yeah. But uh, so on today's show, we are very privileged to have our guest, who is a model, dancer, actress, and TV presenter. She's best known by many for her role as expert and presenter on Channel 4's hit program, A Place in the Sun. She's also been on BBC's The One Show and a range of content for platforms such as MTV, Silas Live, Capital Extra, and the Premier League. And is also the creator and host of the Two Minute Talent Show, which I have appeared on very recently. So please look out for that that will be available on youtube it's my pleasure to introduce the owner of this amazing dessert in front of me which you audience members can't see which we'll get back to but please welcome miss scarlett douglas oh hey hey all right how you doing i'm good how are you i'm good i thought i was good and then i saw your dessert like how for good the viewers. scarlett douglas so bought a dessert <laughs> that she ordered upstairs onto this podcast and mm-hmm. listeners i i'm not eating sugar i mean it, uh, dane this That's- I'm a big big food porn fan Mm. and I'm looking at an orgy right now. So it just looks so good. Talk us through it because they haven't, they, you know. Okay, so basically it's a chocolate and marshmallow. Wait, wait, do it in in a a, a voice. Do it in Mark Spencer's voice. Yeah, Mark Spencer's voice. A slice of chocolate and marshmallow tart with a berry. (laughs) (laughs) No no guest has ever come on the show like this. (laughs) With a berry compote and toasted marshmallows. And a sco- <laughs> Sorry, I'm just. Was, Howard, I'm, I, I, I'm not on sugar okay, at the moment. Okay, I'm no, off no. sugar. It's hard. Nice last part. It's melting in front of my eyes. And a scoop of blueberry gelato. Just mm. mm, ice cream, y'all. Mm. Gelato. gelato. I think you've got to start eating that. You've got to get stuck into that. I don't think people want to hear me. No, but you can. You can this. tell us. Do the okay, taste Okay, I'll have test. my first. Okay, I'll have my first. Okay, you, don't have to, I mean, you don't have to complete the plate do by the, now. Do the, ma- do the master chef thing and just okay, have a, okay. a, a bite. Oh, it's mm. very 
Mm. It's very soft. You can yeah. see it's very soft. Soft, yeah, rich. I'm really nice. How are you carry on? You're going to have to remind everyone you love your wife again. I'm no, sorry. mate. I, I love my wife, but I also really enjoy sugary very desserts. Smooth. Yeah, yeah. So and I'm good. off all sugary desserts for the time being. I don't know why you would do that. Just but... the, it's health. I'm really committing to health. You can brush, no, brush your teeth, Howard. No, no. It's not going to change. Like, what, what's your normal sugar-based diet? Because if you were me, I could understand why you need to take a break from sugar. Because okay, I just got back from the States. Listeners, okay. Dave, so, Scarlett, yes. everyone in the world. I've got a problem. Okay. Okay. I've got a problem. And it wor- I worked out uh, sometime late last year that I am consuming, uh, on average every week, close to a kilogram of chocolate. No. Now, when you actually work out how many bars, like, you know, singles, per- that, that, we're in the 30s of bars of chocolate. A week? Yeah. And so you see what I mean? So now yeah, you're understanding, okay. right? I'm just going to take a break. Yeah, you're right. Get my brain in some normal... I've got a problem, listeners, and, and it's important that I change, Dane. What kind of chocolate are you eating? Huh? I'm going grab bags, and then if, sometimes I'll go, oh, actually, no, I've had a grab bag yesterday. What can I do that might be different? Oh, I'll get a giant donut and a chocolate bar that's small on the side. So it's mm. like a... And then I'll watch Family Guy, and I'll eat it, and I'll hate myself. Wow. And that's that's I my feel evening. Like it goes I still deeper. love my wife, just so it's clear. I still okay. love my wife. Yeah, but I feel so. like definitely an oral fixation or there's some comfort in chocolate that you find yeah mm. there's an issue that we need to dig it's like into. a reward I get to the end of the day mm-hmm. I didn't kill anyone and you know what I mean <laughs> like here's exactly. my reward hey look some people take brown and heat it up with a teaspoon and with a needle so at least you know, not on very yeah. true You're not and arguably fructose and, sh- and sugar is as addictive as heroin mm. or cocaine, the same kind of releases and stuff as well. So I just think it's important to sometimes address your problems. Yeah, have some mod- <laughs> I'm doing in, in mod- moderation, and that's why when I see that, oh, I mean, I know you just you just keep looking at it. It's I'm going to concentrate on the, on, on the podcast. It's, it's a very okay. good dessert, though, and it, mm. I mean it's hard for me as well. How remember I because I love ice cream. You do, didn't you? Ice, I We've really like ice before. cream, and now have been diagnosed for the last I'd say eight years as lactose intolerant no so I just had to what was your favourite flavour strawberry but then mm. but then it depended yeah, I can it depends see who makes it so I like I like a strawberry but then like if you go to like East Street Market near Wolf Road at the end they've got like the vanilla and lemon place so they make it from oh. scratch the family business and I used to love a vanilla from there or two words for you mate raspberry ripple See, I'm not um, a raspberry. Oh, I love, love a bit of that's, raspberry. That's a, that's a Gina Janelli Gina Janelli flavour. Mm. Remember Gina Janelli? That was a big mm. deal back in like the 80s, 90s. Yep. Mint choc chip. Gina, yeah, no, Gina no. Janelli. Mint, no, no to mint choc chip. No mint choc chip. Ginger. Ginger. Yeah. Oh, right. Someone. Someone's Ginger. Gonna, that's a, that's the sound of sophistication. Yeah. There. Someone's that's going someone up in the world, isn't they? Few, oh, yeah. Someone's been in a few places in the sun. Ginger, Ginger. And butterscotch. Yeah. That's pretty. Rum and raisin was always a favourite of mine. Ben and Jerry's is always good. Hagen Dazs. Yeah. The problem you've got with me, just so it's clear, is like if you give me any of this, I will eat. So if you gave me that plate, I would eat every. I'd be licking the plate. Yeah. So I've got to control myself. I have an addictive personality. For a few months, I've got a friend like that. He least. can't do it in moderation as well. Yeah. And I bought him a box of uh, the delicious sugary cereal Apple Jacks. Mm. And now there are no more Apple Jacks. Of course. Uh, he just he can't control them. himself. It's yeah. like, what's the point in someone giving you a chocolate orange if you eat it like an actual orange? Do you know what I mean? Like I genuinely <laughs> so, could just So you don't do it segment by segment. Thing. You just put the whole thing in your I mouth. Just <laughs> it's like watching a dog with a 
edible bone. It's it sounds just like revolting. Howard, it's a good job that Easter only happens at one point during the yeah. year. Yeah. Otherwise, you'd eat. We've an all Easter got problems. We have all got problems, <laughs> <laughs> but you're you're addressing yours. I do address mine and publicly in a podcast for some yeah. reason. But yeah. there you go. Well, That's I, good. I have problems as well. I love ice cream and milkshakes, and I'm now at a point in my life where I can actually have the disposable income to afford all the ice cream I want. Not only that, Shake Shack is now a thing in London. It is, and I can't have it. Oh. That sucks. I have to abstain. Well, it's, it's tough. We're, we're, we all have a cross to bear, is what I'm trying to say. We Howard. do. Mm. Not, not that should stop you from enjoying your dessert, though, Scott. No. Thank but like you we, we've been, we just laid the skill at your door, <laughs> by the way. I mean, I'm not cutting out sugar, so I'm no, just going to enjoy <laughs> yourself. Enjoy yourself there. Well, well it's time for a question. Please. And we usually well, the start. The question is can I watch? <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the question, yeah, we all pose a question, but as our esteemed guest, then you are. Uh, you will answer the. F- you can ask the first question, which yeah. we will discuss, and then Howard will ask a question, and then we will do more, and yeah. then we'll finish with a question posed to your lovely self. Okay, so my question is: as a single, young, independent woman, put your hands up at me, all that sort of stuff. Can't speak for myself. But okay, yeah, but I, I can appreciate the situation. <laughs> Stacking cream and make it and eating that ice cream. Yep, That's you what's know, up. you know. Um, do you know what I find really hard? We're in 2019 now. Yeah. And apparently, as a young, successful woman, I'm intimidating to men. So I'm single and I'd like to think I'm a nice person Wait, and friendly and open. You start again and say you're single. Okay. And then we'll, we'll, so you say it again. I'm single. No way! What no, the what? What? <laughs> what? Thanks, that? guys. That's, are you kidding me? Yeah. Right now? Right? I know, thank you. (laughs) Sorry, that's what you should have done. Yeah, 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 right. Uh, So yeah, I'm single. And um, I'm struggling to find a guy that is not intimidated by what I do. Now, I genuinely didn't think that I was an intimidating person at all. But one of the guys I was seeing and dating actually said to me specifically, you know what? I'm intimidated by you. You've got a good job. You know what you want in life. You have properties. Mm. um, You earn more than me. And I can't bring anything to the table. I mean, and Mm. it's interesting it's an interesting question. You're, say, you're basically saying, why, why does my status uh, have an impact on my dating life? Absolutely. Because it shouldn't, clearly, the two aren't parallel to yeah. each other. It's an interesting question. And as a, as very, a married it's man, a, it's very interesting as a married question. man, I'm going to throw my bit in the ring, which is to say, fuck these guys. <laughs> Thanks, Howard. Like, okay, just, you, yeah. let's be, you, you right, girl. Yeah, like <laughs> genuinely. <laughs> what? Yes. Like, I was a man, and like, I'm not going to go into the details about my wife, mm-hmm. but like, I, you know, Result as as anyone who knows me would testify. Like uh, you know, I, I got everything that anyone could ever. It's what, want. It's what we refer to as a title fight. <laughs> right, right. Like, you got, you got a yeah. shot at heavyweight championship. Yeah. Well. took it. Retired it's like retired yeah. on top. Yeah, it's really <laughs> a remarkable scenes. And, and, and so the idea that and now I'm out of the game and yeah. I hear a scenario like this, I'm like fuck these guys like these guys these are just the wrong guys because like they're making a serious mistake because they could end up dying alone and not just dying alone having a long period of misery like long going like why did I not make an effort with that girl who's got a job got a few quid got a lot of things going for her we got on Okay, I didn't like all the movies that she watched, but I can but go... But she was can, an Arsenal look, fan. Yeah, I can look at right. Facebook. It's fine. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, these men sound like they've made some serious mistakes would be my first point. Thank you. Yeah. I, I, and uh, to continue from that point, uh, I concur with Howard. However, I mean, it's... it's I guess it's a uh, smaller part of the issues we discussed today with regards to patriarchy or toxic mm. masculinity, whereby I guess men are told that, you know, they're, they are going to be providers and, you know... 
And I guess the idea that you are independent means that I guess they have no leverage really. And to some people, I guess it's not really about intimidation and it's more about insecurity. Because mm, unless, unless you're constantly referencing the fact that you make more than somebody, then I don't know why it would come up as an issue. Yeah. Because I, I don't really, if I spend money on a partner, I, I don't do it thinking, well, I can afford this more than she can. Because I, I, however much money someone makes is their business in the same mm. way. That, and that's because, you know, in the same way that like, you know, I wouldn't tell somebody what to wear if they paid for it themselves then I have no right to tell them that. So it's a, it's a, weird, it's a weird thing that people would say is intimidating. But I, I, I guess it's testament to the fact that, you know, by the same token where, you know, you may have some women who will rely on, I guess, cosmetic surgery and stuff in order to accentuate what they consider the parts of them, the best part of themselves. Mm-hmm. For a lot of men, I guess their ability uh, to uh, provide or be affluent, they consider to be the best part of themselves, which we, people should really realise at a certain point or a certain age or a certain level of maturity is that those things alone aren't really the basis for a relationship anyway. Mm. So I guess to me, I'd say the short answer is it's not really you, it's them. Mm. As Howard said, because I don't like. I mean, put it like this, right? It is the best way. And I'm, any prospective male, and please don't start sending in your applications uh, on Twitter. <laughs> oh, Twitter. I mean, you can. Oh, oh, you please can. do. You can. You know, you I'm going to vet them. No, you bet. Yeah. Right. You bet. Yeah. Because really, I don't know. I don't know. We don't get to see our listeners very true. generally. Yeah, so definitely. But the, and look, good luck if you try, guys. But yeah. you, you know, don't 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 do it for us. <laughs> Is, is, is that if I think back to the days when I was on the dating website where I met my wife? Oh, okay. Okay, on plenty of fish, that's promis- right? That's very promising, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. But it was before it became what it became no. now, which okay. is saturated marketplace. Yeah. Uh, but I think back to, you know, like. It's gone from fish to cattle, mate. That's what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> plenty of cattle. Yeah, not enough room, mate. Um, <laughs> dot com. Um, but if it's. Like, I look at. I remember profiles, right? So you see these little bits of information about people. And yeah. if it said. Like if I remember, if, you know, if I'm looking through them, I'd go, okay, so uh, successful, uh, you know, um, financially secure. If those words are coming up on their profile, I'm like, well, how do I meet? How what's the quickest way to message and meet this person? As yeah. opposed to like, oh God, I don't Aww. want. Please give me someone who's brassic and fucking, <laughs> you know, spends half their time watching Jeremy Kyle. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? That's not what most people. I, I know, and I know you guys. I understand where you're, you guys are coming from, but I'm, I, I'm definitely saying mm. positivity on paper. You think it would attract people, but not necessarily because it's mm. things. Unfortunately, when it comes to this paradigm of romance or when any kind of intimacy with people, it's like by you asserting the positive parts about you. Some people, if they are in, not in, if they're if they're securing who they are, then that is attractive. But for some people, it's like you're like I don't need anyone to take care of me because I can take care of myself. Then that can alert some people's own insecurities, or they're mm. like, well, then I don't really have anything to offer. And it's just a weird paradox. With I guess I, we, I guess we're going to speak from value, the right? It comes down to value. Yeah, but we can I can mm. only speak from the, the paradigm of obviously heterosexual relationships, where it's kind of like. On the one hand, men are lamenting the fact that they may have to pay on a date and all this other stuff. And how come I've got to pay for this? And as a man, I'm expected to do this. But, in, but then on the other hand, it's like when you are financially independent, then it's like then you're intimidated. So it's like, which one do you want, really? Exactly. You know, same token. It's like a guy's like, well, if she won't have sex with me and blah, blah. And it's like, I don't want women to be too promiscuous or have too high a body and count. Yeah, it's like, what is that about? Like, the duality, they can't exist. Yeah, what are you supposed to do? Exactly. So, so it's... um. Yeah, I, I just, I don't really understand how that exists, but it, it can only come down to insecurity whereby, you know, people are still adhering to very old ideas whereby, and I just think, you know, especially 2019, you living mm. in London, very hard for you to live on a single income yeah, anyway, exactly. so anyone that can help is good. And I, I just think, for me, if I was to be single and in the dating game and a woman's attracted to me and I'm aware that she might make more money than me and she's driven and has her own, and and again, she's asserting this rather than using this as a, as a point of being like 
I have more money than you, therefore you need to, there's a, I guess a power exchange. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't really mind if someone doesn't reference it all the time. And also it's like, well then if, that's, if someone still is interested in you, and they make their own money, then they only want you for you. So exactly, that's my there's point. Really, that's really an ideal place to be in. So, How recurring a thing has this been? Um, so I broke up with my ex probably about a year and a half ago. Okay. Um, and in that time, I think I've dated one, two, three guys. Mm. The first one was the one that actually explained, you know what, I'm really intimidated by you, blah, blah, blah. The second one was like, no, I couldn't imagine that ever being a thing. And then was doing the same things that the first guy was doing. Mm. So I was like, okay, okay, so maybe that is a thing. Um, and then the third one, he, he's kind of, yeah, he's just a little bit, he's kind of still there, but then not really there. And mm. that's really bad because if he's listening to this, he's going to not really know that he's no longer kind of not there but sorry about that it's a that. lovely uh, way you know to now. end something <laughs> well, ballsy well, ballsy question you, everything um, in this now. relationship yeah no, no, no. yeah. where's this going you're about to find out <laughs> <laughs> come back for part two no. um, but I think that's really interesting because what you're saying is there's is a, is a pattern developing and, and, and obviously you're the con- constant yeah right? but I'd like to think your that life I'm, hasn't changed in that no, year and a half and I'm, I'd like to think I'm really cool like I love football I'm mm. really chilled out you know I'll go to the pub I'll do whatever guys like to do I'm I'm a bit of a tomboy myself. Right. So I'm like, so then what's the And issue? your job, kind of, let's just make clear for the listeners, because not everyone watches every TV show. Yeah, very true. But the, the, the number one job you do is, is on Channel 4, yeah, right? a place in the sun. So I get to travel the world um, helping people buy holiday homes in hot countries, which is pretty cool. I mean, if you're going to be threatened by someone's job, <laughs> I can... <laughs> it's like... Really? If there are, I mean, it's like a bit... You know, it's a lovely... It's such a lovely... You know, it's like if you were... I'm just thinking about a job like... God, okay, I'm going to say if you were a, a judge on X Factor... Yeah. Just as an instant... Okay. As an instance, mm-hmm. that might fuck with you a little bit because it's such a it's such a ridiculously intense scrutinized uh program mm-hmm. that it might ups i can see how there's certain jobs that might in television and the media that might upset people like i can see that yeah. in some ways if you were a certain type of stand-up yeah. in a relationship who reveal you're really revealing sexual yeah. stuff mm-hmm. that can i can see how that could affect but I mean, this job to me seems like such a lovely. It's such a lovely yeah, job, and it's right? Like you can come and fly away with me, and we can go. So you to can travel Miami as well or... for free. You get and free travel. Yeah, exactly. and free travel is part of this. And also, it means again on a deeper level, you are fulfilled as a person, which means you're not going to come home and be vexed at me because you you're unfulfilled in your work and stuff. Exactly. Because, so I, I mean, yeah, for me, I don't really understand. It's it's it, to me, it's just dealing with a very shallow mindset whereby mm. people are like. I, unfortunately, some people, and like I said, it is, it, I think I personally think it is a part of toxic masculinity, whereby yeah. if you feel you're not able to have this financial leverage over a woman, for example, then you feel impotent, and you shouldn't feel like that. Like no. you should be a lot more liberated if the person you're with is fulfilled like professionally and they're mm-hmm. able to take care of themselves financially. They only need you for yourself. And even really, uh, to be honest with you, Scarlett, like when you're, I, I know you're, I know obviously it's it's an attribute where you're like I can enjoy things on a mutual level, like going to football and stuff like that. It's like you don't even have to do that. Like I've had girlfriends where it's like, they're like, I don't give a fuck about football. And I'm mm. like, I'd rather that than pretend that you do. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's so true. I, I, don't, I, and, I, I mean, mean, I'm going to, I'm going to double down on what Dane's saying. Cause it's, <laughs> I mean, it genuinely like shocks me. But then I think back to my relationship, mm-hmm. uh, kind of 
Happily married. With uh, your wife or sugar, just to clarify. <laughs> <laughs> if you could just confirm. Me that and that sweet <laughs> brown and sugar, sugar broke up uh, a couple of months ago. Uh, in that galaxy <laughs> smooth. <laughs> uh, twelves, actually, twelves. Oh, twelves. Twelves? Twelves were good. It's, it's, You're sick. <laughs> I know, it really <laughs> is wrong, right? It's such a dirty chocolate. <laughs> so dusty. No, it's oh. better than a flake. Flake just goes everywhere. At least yeah. the, the, the twelves just yeah. a flake 12, half melted. A twelve is a is a flake with a condom. <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty much. Pretty much. I, I mean, you could have said, they're not like, going to steal that advertising. Like, I, I mean, how would you um, could have said Yamulka? I mean, straight <laughs> I mean, to yeah. I was going to say, like, a twirl is more like an escort, a flake yeah, is more like okay. a prostitute. But we went with, we went with your version. Chocolate. So Chocolate. Let's just move on. So, yeah, we've gone, yeah. I'm going to, okay, I'm going to talk to the men out there who okay. are making these mistakes. Right? Yeah, Which listen up, man. Is to say this, right? I met a woman and she's, as Dane can testify, wonderful. And, it turned out that there was a couple of quid attached to this <laughs> to this woman, uh, not okay. necessarily through her making, but just there's you know if you're looking at people on the well the, the, the bit of society I'm from Ilford, yeah, uh, <laughs> they they're from Hong Kong, they've got a bit more money than than, than me from Ilford, right? right yeah, and there were moments in the early stages of that relationship where I was like, oh blimey, like you want me to go on holiday, like and it's just random. Oh, okay, oh, they've got this like oh, and you kind of start to have these. Oh, look at that car. Oh, and you start to have this reaction. <laughs> Let me tell you, blokes. look at that yacht that's coming towards oh, They're us. not a yacht, yeah. Oh, but the we're working on it. Just a schooner. Just a schooner. Look at yeah. He's not crazy. Look at this other house. Oh. You know what I mean? Like you're that kind of scenario, and you start to go oh, oh, and you start to get that moment that these blokes are feeling. Let me tell you, mm-hmm. men, bury that bury that shit because yeah. it isn't worth zero because yeah. let me tell you something the relationship I have with my wife she couldn't care what I've got she mm. wants the jokes out of my mouth the, the love that I give her every night you know well not that. Oh, I was going to say okay <laughs> Okay. <laughs> every night, though, that's, that's Scarlett, every put, night. Put, put the put the put the tart away. <laughs> All you had to do, Howard, is <laughs> stay focused. Look, always melting. Look, the way you've been looking love at it. Love in the form of hugs. Love in the form of hugs. I can't. I've got that much energy. Every night. Wow. <laughs> I'm knackered when I get home. No, it's it's. But look, I'm not going to get into that. Tara, okay, yeah, I'm sorry. It happened again. <laughs> <laughs> when being okay, uh, the, the you know she wants you for you. My character, basically. be the person that you just talk nonsense with, or you exactly, or you say, "What do you fancy for lunch?" Well, no matter friend, how much money or status exactly. you've got, what do you fancy well, for lunch? Fr- that doesn't change. The way my friend always says it is that, like, what do you talk about at dinner? Because that's uh, essentially yes. a long-term relationship, really. And I think it's uh, Chris Rogers said it is that it pretty much is: you have sex, then you eat some. Have sex, go to cinema. Have sex eat something more and then someone says you know and then you go to someone's like family's house mm. and that's pretty much a relationship mm-hmm. so far as how it differs from like more casual acquaintance however it's like it doesn't matter what you eat and this is a, a lot of things that people say about comedians because mm. comedians are known to be successful with women because people like somebody with a sense of humour the reason being is that irrespective of surroundings you're still entertained and you're still happy and so it's like it doesn't matter what you're eating if you're not able to hold a conversation with somebody or engage them on an emotional or intellectual level then mm. you could be eating like you know foie gras or, or like wagyu beef but if that person, or Kobe <laughs> beef but if they're bored mm. that's not enjoyable whereas if someone's fun, if, you, if someone makes you laugh you can enjoy a fucking box of nuggets with them mm. and and you're good. Yeah, it's good 70 uh, our producer here, here and, and Dane know that 76 women I went through on, wow. on internet dating 
to find my wife. 76. And like it, says, t- it says went through doesn't mean it in a colloquial yeah. term. Yeah, okay. Bedded 76 <laughs> no, no, no. women. Okay. We went through, you know, <laughs> met 76 women. And, yeah. and I tell you what, bottom line of it all and how you win at the end of that thing, mm-hmm. communication. And that's I totally all agree. it comes down to. And these guys, they're obviously lacking something. So when you find the guy who has some of the things you're looking for and can communicate, yeah. then that'll be it. And to be fair, Scarlett, maybe one another way to look at it is that, you know, you've forged for yourself uh, an exceptional career, which means that like, the person that's going to obviously complement that has to be, kind of be exceptional as well. Yeah. So that's another thing I take, because I feel like this is more of a problem that uh, successful and driven women have to deal with more than men. Yeah. Because it's seen definitely. as a, it's axiomatic that a, if your man's well to do, he's an eligible bachelor, whereas as a bachelorette, it's very different. But it's like I say to some a lot of uh, peers and colleagues and women I, I work with, is that because you're doing something unique and you're doing something exceptional, it means it kind of puts you in an echelon whereby, like, just any guy is not going to do. So mm. kind of have to kind of hold out for. Yeah. yeah, a special person if you're doing something special. So, Thanks, well. guys. So it was yeah. a beautiful question. Thank beautiful you question. very much. And, and we sometimes get questions that have nothing to do with the person's life, and that was not that time. That was That's lovely. Good. I feel like... I just want to reiterate to hope. my friends that are listening, Scarlett is single and very successful. Thank you. Yeah. And I can do the, the, the M&S voice. She can do the M&S voice, and uh, she's an Arsenal fan. Thank so you. It means that and she orders she's, dessert no, well. No, she doesn't recognise good football, but she's uh, <laughs> also able to concede defeat humbly. <laughs> and okay, moving it's on. It's important for arguments. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. So she'll be there when you're undefeated, but she'll also be there when you're having a real tough time. <laughs> and when you need a new manager. Yeah, when you need when you need new management, you need to start and rebuild everything, yeah. she'll be there. I'm here. I'm definitely here. Well, I mean, I, I, I love that question. My question is, is, is a bit different. Okay. Because uh, we like to shift tone and mood in this podcast. We don't just do one thing. Okay. So this is a slightly different question, guys. You, you're okay with that? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Because I've been thinking about this question for a while. And then I was like, well, I want the kind of right guest on the show to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of really obvious to anyone who works in our industry, which is the media industry, obviously largely television industry. Uh, that uh, the TV industry realised in the UK, obviously, uh, that it's just way too white. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just it was just really obvious. And then you know people prefer to say it's not diverse enough. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the first yeah. way is the right. The, <laughs> the first the right way is the right way, it, yeah. right? Yeah, because yeah. we can say diverse, but that's the. So the question is, what is the best way to change that? How do we make British TV? more diverse and obviously there's not just one simple solution to it but and obviously it's a process that's happening at the moment but if you know all these people in the tv industry who may pick up on this podcast or people who just follow british television and occasionally see someone on a show who's not white and go oh you know Mm -hmm. because it is still that scenario as far as i can see Mm -hmm. yeah it isn't as diverse as it could be no, it could be a lot more diverse than it is. Um, and I feel as though we can only really change that by starting at the top um, mm-hmm. and starting behind the scenes as well. If we have more, the term everyone likes to use, BAME, Black, Asian and Mixed Ethnicities, um, behind the scenes, I think... How, how do you feel about that term, by the way? Oh, I hate it. Do you? Okay. Do you know good. why? I just feel like, again, we have to be categorised and yeah. separated. And it's, it's, like like, it's, like, it's like if you were in school and then, like there were a bunch of kids and then you had to sit with like a high-res vest on. I <laughs> <laughs> said like Bame on the back yeah hello where's their front <laughs> <laughs> hello everybody where's the Bame ground where's their front hi it's like ugh <laughs> so embarrassing exactly yeah. It, yeah. oh god yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I think yeah I think yeah, that's a very good uh, that's why I asked because I think yeah. the best thing about Bame would be not yeah. that for it to be not referenced because it's almost like we have so we have this on and this on I'm from the Bame guy I'm like, 
what's so mental as well is and, and, and just following into that kind of theory there that you're putting across is I felt like I had to check myself. I like I know Dame pretty well now, you know. Yeah. I, I can tell you're a reasoned human being from everything you've done in, in the world. I felt like I had to question myself bringing this question up, mm. which mm. is a kind of bullshit thing in itself, right? Because yeah. if I'm going to ask someone this question, then I just ask you guys, right? Yeah, but this, yeah, is, this, is, this, this goes to show you like how deep this, uh, ob- uh, what well, the whole act of obscuring like uh, a fully representative uh, demographic from TV, that's how bad it works, to the point whereby people are so, they become so detached that even using black and in an adjectival sense, people are scared to do that, to even say it, or even like- you I have, find it incredible you have, I'll sit you have, you have in an office. You and be like, can I say this? Can I ask yeah. this question? Yeah, am, am I allowed? I'll yeah. find it incredible to sit there and be in an office, and I work for an amazing company, by the way, and mm-hmm. I wouldn't apply, but I've sat in companies and, it, and feel like I can't say the word, I can't say this person's black. There's yeah. no, there's no, I'm about to commit a sin. And it's like, I'm a Jew. Like, I'm a Jew. If anyone, you know what, the Jews, maybe it's the Jews that need to stand up for some of this because we get away with not having any of this issue, right? And mm. obviously have forged successful television careers. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it, it, I find it so frustrating because mm. I obviously, you know, understand other cultures to an greater extent than perhaps some of my colleagues at times and still have this fight to go oh yeah but it should be more diverse it's like it, well, should, it should it should have started like that don't just try yeah. <laughs> sometimes I, I feel like people are like ah oh, well can you make it more diverse we well, should have been more diverse to begin with right yeah. like it shouldn't have just i don't know especially i feel you know london is so multicultural it's just this mixing pot of every sort of nationality you can imagine mm. and tv is not representing that it's definitely getting better don't get me wrong um but i feel as though it's got a long way to go still yeah. and as i said i think we need to start behind the camera and at the top for people to realize but then also i don't want people just to get jobs just because they are black mm. you know that's another thing or asian or yeah. or mixed i feel like yes give us the job if we're good enough and and um yeah. I did something with Dane a couple of months ago and, right. and we were speaking about like me being on a place in the sun um and i got the job I'd like to think I got the job because I was good at my screen test, not because they were needing to fill a quota of having a black person on the show. Mm. It could have been both. It could have been one or the other. How many episodes have you done on that show now? Um, I've done quite a few. I think I've done about, I've done it for three and a half years. So you probably, oh, you probably so, got it because you were really good at the job. I well, I'd like to think so. Yeah, yeah I'm still doing yeah. it and I'm well, contracted I think they, I think it the end of the year. <laughs> three and a half yeah. years in, you've got to think that you're pretty good at it. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I just think that, yeah, I don't know. I don't really know how we can do it. We have to all come together collectively, I guess. See, I think that's a big part of it, yeah. I completely agree with that, is that while they are... Because I, I personally think, and if I'm honest, I feel like British uh, and media industry is an entire generation behind. Mm. I say that in that, like... And by that, I mean they are 20 years behind maybe our closest uh, contemporaries, America. And you think about, like, the uh, racial landscape of America. Mm. For them to still be able to outperform the UK is ridiculous and really the UK should be embarrassed about it but then I just think that you know as well as race being an issue uh, so far as like uh, entertainment class is also one as well mm. and a lot of the time you when you you do see like uh, people uh, people who maybe have, be black or brown on television even then it's still in a guise which is palatable to the gatekeepers within the industry mm. whereby it's almost as if someone's in a boardroom and being like okay so we need more blacks and we need more gays. What if somebody was black and gay? 
That's amazing. Have and fun. in a wheelchair. And Fantastic. We've then covered disability. <laughs> You've done it again, Humphrey. Have a million pounds. <laughs> and, 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 and that's like, just to be the common conversation. And I've seen it happen like on stuff like Hollyoaks and stuff where mm. somebody's gone from being a homosexual to turning straight. Yeah. In the same in the same show, which is, is, is but it's is, so is, interesting because there's kind of like different levels of it, right? So I'll give you one level, mm-hmm. which is very related to, to Dane uh, and 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 stand up. So go to the first few series of, of Live at the Apollo, mm-hmm. right? And it will be predominantly white comedians, mm-hmm. and gradually, and I don't know if it's just as a matter of like TV trying to do this or the scope, the the, the face of comedy is changing, but it is. And it has become a more diverse show, like oh, yeah, Apo- ma- the Apollo, ma- massively. Yeah, and, and and actually, I mean, to be fair, in terms of dealing with the producers of Live the Apollo, I've had, I it's been a case where I've not really had. And so obviously, my experiences have been quite recent, and I can't mm. speak for my predecessors. But yeah, the people I've spoken to, they do seem to be championing the idea of really making it meritocratic, and who's funny, and who's up and coming, and mm. who has a buzz, as opposed to going back to this very old paradigm. And and I, and I think, I mean. The blame is entirely with necessarily with industry, whereby because I think maybe there was a, there was a point in time, maybe around like the mid to late nineties, whereby because the economy was inflated and opportunities were lucrative for you to perform live comedy, mm. even if you didn't do TV, it didn't make a difference because people were still paying mortgages and having houses without by just doing like sure. jonglers gigs. So mm. it didn't necessarily need need to do it. But, but the, the, yeah. the that's an example of like okay, we can see that changing. And now you'd predict, you know, I, I saw a couple of comedians at the at the weekend who the guys weren't the audience won't have heard of yet. Who 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 I'd go? Are they gonna? You'll see those on Live at the Apollo. And actually now, in the current landscape of mm-hmm. it becoming a more diverse show, I think it's actually really credible. However, that when you start to look at other... So that's quite an easy, that's quite an easy fix, right, Apollo? Not to say they don't deserve credit mm-hmm. for doing it, but it's quite an easy fix. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you say, like, okay, like, I'm going to go, let's say, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, just because yeah. that's, <laughs> I think, universally one of the greatest black comedy yeah. Oh, yeah. and representative... Of what do you think about the the archetypes that you saw in the Fresh Prince Better were actually quite rare because you mm. know Uncle Phil was a very successful corporate mm-hmm. lawyer. Mm. You know, uh... hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Uh, Art Vivian was an educator and Carlton being a black Republican, mm. unheard of, really. Yeah, yeah. So there was, even then they were kind of... It was sub- a clever show. It was a it was deeper really show than people realise. Sub- yeah. And also like... Uh, but could I still think- play at six o'clock at... Uh, exactly. Yeah. Six twenty-five. That was just after the Simpsons. Yeah. On, oh, you remember? On BBC <laughs> Two. Yeah. Like, and oh, it was on BBC Two for a long time. I remember. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, but yeah. that idea that that show, like, so if my nephew, fifteen-year-old nephew or whatever, thirteen-year-old nephew, wanted to see a show like that, uh, mm. that opportunity right now in the UK. is 
close to zero. I mean, I, I mean, commissioners, we can get commissioners no, on at no. some point. No, no, it's zero. But it, 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 it's just, and, and that's not necessarily the commissioners as in like, just so everyone who doesn't understand television who listens to the show, they're the people who, who help decide what goes on television with the big bosses at the BBC. And, 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 and to say, oh, a family black sitcom yeah. <laughs> on British television at tea time, maybe before all the talent shows start on Saturday night, right? Fucking, that's... That's a t- I wouldn't know where to be- begin pitching well, that. Well, I mean, it's, it's it's not even a difficulty pitching. It, it's like it's like Scarlett said. The issue is at a higher, more executive stage. Mm. Is that like so? For example, I did a sitcom on the BBC, Sunny D, that which started off as a uh, comedy feed, like experimental comedy feed. Yeah, of I a, remember. A, yeah, twenty second, uh, seventeen minute pilot that was commissioned to a series. Now that series was four episodes, which is not really enough for a series, and uh, which I wrote and kind of. Uh, started in as well as was involved in the casting and soundscaping mm. and stuff and that I only mention it because Sunny D is the first sitcom that's been on the BBC with a majority black cast in 20 years mm. no way in what was the last years. one I think it might have, it well, for a scripted one it might have been the Crouches for a scripted comedy hmm. and for me it's like you know you've had more shows about literally had more shows about cake you've had more shows mm. about like unicorns like in between that time mm. and you know some of the topics and demographics that have been covered in that space have much lower numbers than you would expect. You know, people like dog, people that do dogging mm. or, or fairy fuckers. Like, <laughs> I know it exists, it. but it's still in a lower demographic number than the fourteen percent of people of, or you know, of, mm. of Afro Caribbean descent in, in the in in the UK that aren't represented. And I just think the issue is that there is no real incentive, I guess, financially for them to do it. But then now, what you have is that where you you because that competency has not been there for like the last twenty years. Mm when I was making a show, then people were like, well, what if you do this? What if you do this? But it's like, you can't really tell me this because mm-hmm. if you knew what you were doing, this would have been done. Yeah. yeah. But so. then I actually think in some ways comedy, mm-hmm. and I, I, this is not just because I deal with commissions, <laughs> but it's like, I do actually think they are attempted. There, there is a real attempt to, to shift some of this, but I actually think in some ways, the bigger problem lies in like kind of real representation on an entertainment level, like, like I say, I don't think comedy solved, mate, but like, I don't no, even, yeah, no, yeah. even know if we can agree there's real attempts being made. Mm-hmm. Love you, Apollo. No, I've, I'm, seeing, I'm seeing a lot of changes because, but even then, like going back to my comedy career, mm. like uh, it was, when I spoke to, again, a lot of my predecessors and like kind of, I guess, elders in comedy who were black, they were kind of like, speaking to them about the Fringe, which is the largest arts festival in the world. They were like, I don't really see the point. It's not for us. So mm. there's always been this sentiment like that, that we are, there's certain aspects of comedy or art that are obscure to us. So it turns out when I went to Edinburgh, I did a debut show. I'm the first black British person to ever be nominated mm. in Edinburgh's entire history. Which is amazing, so, by the way. Yeah, Congratulations. Yeah. So but it, it means that, you know, up until that point, people aren't really considering, you know, me to be a viable option mm. so far as like, you know, for TV projects and stuff. Whereas now, I look now and I see the, the landscape of Edinburgh has changed so much. Yeah, of like, course. I mean, even like my management was, I've co- we kind of co-founded a company on the basis that, None, a lot of agents and they literally would tell my manager my now manager we already have a black man on our books yeah. that's it the token so I, yeah, has been we already, it's been ticked why do we need two mm. so for that, a lot of people couldn't even conceptualise the idea that if somebody is from East London and I'm from South East London that we have varying narratives mm. even if someone's from of Nigerian descent and I'm from the other side of the world mm. yeah. to them to, for them they, they see the black British experience as a monolith yeah. so, it, it, so there's no nuance but in whatsoever. that space of time that few years. Yeah, in the space of like the last five years, it's it's, it's, it's definitely definitely changed massively. It's definitely evolving. But when I look at kind of, in some ways, Scarlett's 
area of uh, unless you're pursuing a stand-up career that we're not uh, uh, no I'm, I'm not that funny would be, would be amazing news what, what, <laughs> break, what yeah. thing to, news to break that would be, oh, that would be uh, a quintuple threat yeah <laughs> <laughs> but the um but the entertainment space is actually kind of most interesting ones because i think people were switching off their tellies mm-hmm. and watching netflix and dramas and yeah. whatever mm-hmm. i think i think like i say scripted i think there is a there is a move and it's shifting and people are seeing different demographics portrayed in that but in entertainment it's like I just think, <laughs> and I don't really do as much of this, so I can probably say it, but like, it's like about the same 10 people just Always. rotating around I mean, on a certain amount of shows. A it's a show. circuit. It's a circuit. It, it is a circuit. There was a show, which I don't want to name, that I was um, up for to be one of the contestants. Oh, right. Um, and then when I saw the, I got really close, didn't get it. When I saw the cast list, if that's what you call it, whatever, the mm. lineup, it was the same people that had been on. Um, Towie, Made in Chelsea, Love Island. It's basically reality circuit. Reality circuit. And there were, oh yeah, on the show there's um, four people of ethnic minorities in the BAME group Mm. um, out of 12. And I remember thinking... Seriously, like really, you couldn't have made it a little bit more. Sorry, Scarlett, it's that. dancing. I'm not having it. I'm sorry, but if you've got accomplishment <laughs> dancing and you've got a minority amount of black cast, you're not trying to have a good dancing show. I've said it. Now it's, it's said. It's out. Okay? It's out. Yeah. Okay? If I was going to do, you know, best pasties and there was no one from Cornwall on my show, you'd be like, how the fuck's that going to work then, Dane? <laughs> or if it was like, who's got the best spaghetti? No Italians in the lineup? Are you serious? You just yeah, think, yeah. Like, if it was strictly come currying and there was no Asian people in that curry. competition, <laughs> everyone be like, I'm not sure if you're very representative of a Based competition, right? Yeah. But so, it's fine. Like said. this particular show, it could have had a wide variety, yeah. and it was the same people. And um, I actually, my agent was told that if a specific person on the show goes down, oh no, then you're going to get me this. You'll be the backup, but it's only if it was a specific person. And was that specific person, person also of a of a, colour? Oh my god! So you that's where you think? get down to that road. <laughs> and this really? is the road that I think. And look, I mean, I'm, I, I think it's important to say that as three human beings sitting here, we're not being critical of the individuals who are taking these decisions. No, absolutely this not. This is a cultural thing that I think by bringing this up today, I was trying to just shine a bit of light on because I'm aware of it going on around me all the time. Like, mm. I'm in comedy and it is kind of a bit of fun. But when you look at a scenario like you're talking about, and also just like, I don't know, like it, it, a, a music show, <laughs> like a music show. Like, I just like I think of what... Black British music is doing at the moment in this country. Mm. And you just kind of go, where's the... And why would it just have to be the black... Like, I don't know, there's something about it that's just kind of a little I, bit broken. I, I'd even argue that the prominence of black music has happened not under the auspices of the industry. It's because the, uh, a lot of these artists have been able to circumvent the normal uh, methods hmm. and are able to like appear online and garner a following. Mm-hmm. So because they are now removing the intermediaries and the gatekeepers in order for you to reach an audience, this is why a lot now younger black creators are now realising their prominence because now they have ways of showing data and showing their reach that can't be argued with. Yeah. You know, hmm. like someone like Amaya Jammer who may have struggled to get an opportunity before, now you look at her YouTube views and they're like, they can't be argued with. The same as like a Stormzy or a Michael Dapper. Like mm. th- these things can't be argued with. From any, because I guess, oh, which is the overarching narrative when it comes to this discussion of representation is really is down to money and ratings. Mm. And the justification historically would have been, well, you're 7% of the population. So that's why when we know it's really like 14% and also that it's fine in football. So that's not really an excuse. <laughs> but now historically it would have been like, well, you're quite a minority in the population. But it's showing despite that fact, the reach and the poor and also the uh, ability to have an affinity with um, UK as a whole, mm. uh, you can't really argue with it. I just, and I just think that, it's, to be honest, it's like you said, I feel like that we are still in the era where there are still dinosaurs roaming the landscape 
And I, as far as I'm concerned, they got to go. It's going to take a while for something to change unless somebody wakes up. So. It's a very... Amen. And it seems like a good opportunity to plug the uh, affiliate-friendly podcast quotas full. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. So for more <laughs> on that, if you, if, you like, if you like to hear the sound of... Uh, Black and Brown Rambling, then uh, listen to my other podcast. Just because they're our yeah. pals. Yeah. We've had Kay Shout on the out, show. Yeah. And it's a show that I think is gaining a following. It's a podcast okay. that's it's gaining. gaining a following. Quotas Full is good. Listen to because it. Because like. Dane's on it. And it's just, a sh- um, they haven't asked me to do this. I just thought we should. They're, they're, like, well, they, they're like the, how can I put this? They're like almost like the Wu-Tang to my RZA. Oh, wow. Okay. So mm. it's like we do our thing, but then we get back together and it's mm-hmm, great. And mm-hmm. then we go off and do our things again. And it's very different so. to this show. It's a bunch of guys having a, you know, you guys have a lot of fun. Yeah, this show's fun. No, in the sense we don't. We don't. (laughs) don't, Ours is. I don't want your ice cream tomorrow. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy enjoy yourself. Ours isn't formatted. Theirs isn't formatted in the same way as as this. Ours is. Oh no! So what's that one called again? Quotas full. full. Yeah. Quotas full. We'll be plugging. We We feel like we should. I feel like we should be pushing those guys because you're on it as well. I'd love to. Yeah. So please. Yeah. As well as once you enjoy Dave Blatty's question, everything. Also check out quotas full. Yeah. Continue to question stuff. But sometimes a bit louder because people in the room. And 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 rowdy silliness of. A bunch yeah. of boys Madison together. Is, yeah, and uh, if you keep listening, we'll we'll do a live tour. Yeah, yeah, we'll do a live That's show. That's the plan. Uh, well, I'm I, I'm glad I brought up the question, guys, because I don't think people seem to have the guts to bring it up. You know, I don't, I don't think they do. But, but I, I think it's, but a very important thing as well is like uh, uh, Scarlett said, it's like galvanizing, and mm. I think if I it would be so uh, for me very preferential if I could see a lot of all the creatives, all black creatives that are involved in comedy. Mm. Uh, kind of speaking with each other, sharing ideas and mm-hmm. resources yep. and information. And I try and do that a lot more. And, and I was added to a group, which is a, uh, we, a WhatsApp group, the Black Broadcasters. Whoop, whoop. And, and, it's, and for mm. me, it's like, you know, as a comic in there, like most people there are involved in like, you know, the present, presenting or they're involved in the news and their news correspondence and the like. But for me, it's great because again, it means I'm more connected with people that are still within the industry. Mm. And I'm aware of how everyone's moving and, you know, what they're dealing with. And I think I would, in my for myself, I would ideally get in a position whereby... Uh, all these people will be kind of be collaborating and working together and it's definitely something as black and brown creators we can definitely learn from the music industry is that they began to realise a lot more success when they began to work together yeah definitely there you go it's yeah. not the same as dating problems obviously but... no but another big problem nonetheless yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, right D- Dane's question it's over to Dane for the final question of the pod I mean you, both your questions have been so insightful I feel terrible about this question now. So, this is going to be something so trivial basic. excellent I, really I think that's a good thing good. I really basic. hope this is good no I like a basic, basic one Dane we like to mix it up mate we like to mix it up we don't yeah. want them all to be the same Scarlett uh, you are as according to uh, Howard's uh, bio best known for your role as an expert and a presenter we have no doubt of your expertise nor your presenting skills but what we want to know and my question is that if money and geography is not or even war is not an object. <laughs> what is the ideal place in the sun for Ooh. Scarlett Douglas? Oh, it's a great mm-hmm. question. That was a good one. He claimed it weren't going to be good. But it's a great question. Okay, yeah, because okay. this goes deep. You, you've been this around the world and you, you, you. <laughs> I have found my baby. Yeah. Um, and trying to find a baby too, right? Yeah, so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> God damn, trying to find me a bay out here. Um, my my favourite place to be would be Aruba. Oh, that's yes. West Indies now. Nice. Yes. Talk us through it. I've got okay. no idea what Aruba is, so, where it is. Aruba is just north of Venezuela in the Caribbean. Right. Um, it's part of the ABC Islands, Aruba, Bonaire and Carachao. Um, the say those again. That exactly. one there. This sounds like a place you want to go, right? Yes, Aruba, Bonaire and Carachao. Wow. That's how yeah. you say it. 
Yeah, that's how you say it. Know, oh, yeah, that sounds amazing. Chart. You say it good. I was like, Curacao, mate. I want one day, me and one day, fucking get enough money. Me and Ange. Trying to go, me and Ange. Bought it. Get out of Curacao with Trace. You know what I mean? And I actually got to film out there probably about a year and a half ago, maybe even two years now, with A Place in the Sun. And my mum came over because I always bring her over with me on location if I can. And it was incredible. So, yeah, it's a Dutch colony. And you can fly there either via. Amsterdam or via Miami and um, it's incredible it's like it's a mini oasis a little paradise um, there are pink flamingos that just kind of walk around in the in the sea while you're laying on the beach enjoying a nice cocktail or a mocktail if you do in dry January don't go in January um, <laughs> and uh, it was just amazing it's actually quite Americanized so you land and then there's a Wendy's there's a Dunkin Ooh. Donuts you would probably obviously love the Dunkin Donuts I used to love oh. Wendy's those square burgers oh, oh square burgers oh man I, I so, do you know what? Another mm. part of, sad part of getting older, as well as not being able to have bloody ice cream or milkshakes anymore, mm. I can't really have fast food anymore. Because it makes you feel rotten. It does. But I, I yeah. never really had fast food. Are you sure it didn't always make you feel rotten? You just notice it more now. I, I, no, I don't think it made, probably notice more now. I think once you are more uh, mindful of your health and stuff, mm-hmm. and also as you get older, I think when you're younger, you can process stuff a lot quicker. But yeah. I just frequency just, as well, mate. Frequ- yeah, it exactly. Might be the frequency. When I was, but when I was a kid, right. it was like having yeah, and I have it a lot more often. I think when I was younger and a yeah, student and stuff, so yeah, it didn't really bother yeah. me. And yeah. Like, you know. Anyway, you get off in your dream place at a Wendy's. Yeah, sorry. You pick up a, pick up a Dunkin' like, Donut. Zinger Tower Burgers from KFC. I was just oh, going back then. Oh, the yeah. hash browns. Start the hash doing brown. this. Come on. Oh, sorry. Okay. Wings back on the side. side. Oh, God. Take me back to Aruba. Oh, so Aruba, Aruba. Um, white sand, blue seas, blue skies. <laughs> and it's just amazing. So you kind of go. People? People are lovely, really, really nice. They have a weird language, which is kind of Dutch meets some sort of Caribbean Spanish thing. like a Dutch Creole kind of thing. Yeah, 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 exactly that. Um, But it's lovely. You go inland and it's very uh, very dry. It's like a desert. You've got cacti everywhere and you can go um, off-road, quad biking. um, And it's just brilliant. It's just so nice. And the people are lovely. The food is out of this world. So what what are we talking about? Because this is a key part of wherever you live, right? Yeah. What's the food? Cuisine. Well pretty much anything you want they've got a huge um like a japanese sushi place there Mm. they've got a caribbean restaurant there obviously they've got the wendy's anything you want they've got there's a whole strip of restaurants where uh, i was there for a week and i was like oh are these really going to be any good because they just seem like those places where they're like come in and have out i can't do the accent like like a human trough yeah yeah (laughs) just (laughs) come in and try this and they're like no come and try this and you think oh and you go in and i think i tried quite a few of the restaurants on the strip and every restaurant i went to was just amazing and i think because obviously everything's so fresh you know you've got the seafood literally right there and they've just caught it that morning it just tasted so good and the sunsets were out of this world and it was just an amazing place to be. They've got like a, a butterfly world. So I went there before I left for the airport, just surrounded by butterflies in this paradise. Mm. And it's just, yeah, that, that's now, like a magical island the, for me. The question, because Dane's question is about your permanent residency, potentially? Would well, I live I'll, there I'll, full I'll, stop? I'll, I'll, just, I'll just say a place in the sun. Because yeah, that is, okay. people are buying holiday homes. And, yeah. and so it could be a holiday home. Okay. Ariba, I, I mean, I would move there. I, I was going to say, there. that's my oh, always okay. my question yeah. to people when they say something like this is, is that you, That's 12 me. months of the year, yeah. done? See you later, living in Aruba, right. hop into Bonaire and Cachao, Cachao. There's enough for you to do? Yeah. Is cinema? There is a cinema there. Okay. That has an English um, English screenings every every now and then. Good, because so, I need yeah. a cinema. Yeah, or you can just Not that I'm coming it. with you. So, so <laughs> or you can just have it come to my movie room. So, so, so Dutch, right. well, there you go. There you go. Right. So, yeah. so Dutch Creole, like, yeah. that's the predominant language. Yes. It's interesting because like I feel like I went on a cruise in 2001, mm-hmm. and I say that because uh, as my parents are Caribbean, mm-hmm. parents are yeah, and, yeah, and you, same. but they're aware of like 
I'm aware of the British West Indies. Oh, yes. I was aware of the British West Indies. What I wasn't aware of was the Dutch West Indies. Yeah. And also the French West Indies. Yeah. Obviously, the Spanish being like Republic of Dominicana and mm-hmm, Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I wasn't aware that there were Caribbean islands where people didn't speak a word of English. Yeah. Mm. So we showed up in Martinique. Oh, yeah. Trying to get directions and stuff. And they're all speaking French. They were speaking French. French it's like Caribbean, Black Paris. Yeah. It's Black, Black, Black Paris over mm. there. But, but again, amazing place. And yeah, for me, it was like, I mean, a lot of people go on gap years and they travel and stuff. Mm. But for me personally, it was like, after seeing that, I was like, I don't think I'll be happy until I see all of the West Indies. Yeah, mm. there's so many places. I want to do Guadeloupe, mainly yeah, because yeah. I love to watch uh, Death in Paradise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but there are so many places in the Caribbean that I want to go to. Suriname. Mm. Yeah. Because the thing is, I, cause I went to, of course, because I went to Rotterdam Carnival. Okay. And then, it's, and it's very interesting to see, like, obviously, I, I think obviously as Black Britons, we take a lot of paternalistic cultural cues from the UK. Mm-hmm. So, so there's some kind of sensibilities that our parents may have, which are a bit more Victorian and kind of like, I guess, anglicized. Whereas the Dutch, they kind of look at like Black British Caribbean people as kind of like coarse in the same way that most continental Europeans look at the British. It was quite interesting to see that. But yeah, like I said, it's like I didn't mm. meet I didn't know I didn't meet people from like Bonaire and Curacao and Aruba. Well, my I got an uncle from Aruba, so a okay. lot of people from from Aruba to Grenada. But then also like Saint Bart and Saint Martin, yeah, and yeah, Suriname, yeah. where it's like it's a, it's a whole new world, man. So mm. that's amazing. Like, yeah, and a place, a place like that, mm. when I think about it, I think interesting element of it is I bet it's a great place to keep fit. Yeah. Like, I, I just, do you know what I mean? In terms I, of I exercise. I don't know how you got that, Howard. No, 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 I, I'll tell you why. So you it's because exercising... sushi in Caribbean, I'm like, I'm going to be... <laughs> I'll like, tell you yes. why. It's because I think that's an element of normal life. If you're transferring your normal life yeah. to a different place, do I want to go and cycle and get the key exercise or do I want to run or swim and do the thing? You know, I like to keep a bit fit, as fit mm-hmm. as I can anyway, mm-hmm. when I'm not shoveling a kilogram of chocolate into my mouth every week. <laughs> and, and, and I think it's like in a, in a sunny place like that. Yeah, it's, it's it does beautiful... give you more motivation. That's for sure. You wake yeah. up, you open your curtains and then you've got, you know, blue sky, sunshine. You do want to go out and so people say about enjoy. Australia as well. Australia's like that. Because, there you go. Because, yeah. because yeah. It's, been, the weather's so yeah. good, like everybody's able to be active and there's yeah. so much That's more it. Yeah, like it. You it just may... feel happier. You don't want to see grey skies and think, oh, I've got to go for a run in that. It might yeah. rain. They, oh yeah, or like, oh fucking hell, I'm going to cycle to work in this pissing, shitting rain. Yeah, exactly. I'll do a twirl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's interesting though, because like my place, my place in the sun uh, is complicated if you're saying I'm going to stay there, because I don't think I can leave London, really, if I'm honest. Really? <laughs> well, I don't oh, think I can leave. If you had I, all and, the and money I tell in the world. You, I tell you why that partly comes down, and, and, I, and I really hope this comes across right, but like uh, ethnically, like as a Jew, like I've got no real understanding of where my people came from in any way really mm-hmm. like you know what i mean like they were in somewhere eastern europe and there's no record whatsoever so i i don't feel ident- identify with anywhere other than britain yeah. and i think when you do have an identification you talked about your background before day mm-hmm. visiting people you, you know it's like i can see how there's a real allure to not be in this shitty gray island mm-hmm. like <laughs> yeah. do you know what i mean like yeah. but i only feel like i belong Really? Like America is an interesting example. Like I lived in the States. Yeah. I went to uni there as I've brought up a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. And whereabouts? Uh, Jersey, New Jersey. Brilliant. Oh, okay. Rutgers. Beautiful Boys. place. Shout out to all those amazing Demarest people. I fly out there are. on Wednesday, actually. I'm very excited. Oh. Days, yeah. It's a, I mean, an incredible part of the world. And I love New York. So we're so close. But New York still isn't my town. Right. London's my town. It's like when I walk through London, I have to walk 
where was I walking with my wife? And I was like, it's interesting. I was saying to her, because we, we had a drink. And I said, it's interesting. I don't really know where I'm going, but I do. And we got to the place where we were supposed to go to. And I was like, look, told you, because this is my town. <laughs> and you just I know, know where I'm it going is. in my town. It's so Howard's town. It's, it's just <laughs> difficult to feel like I can leave this thing that's in my blood. But, but I feel I, like that's just because you've spent so many years here. You know, this is sad, born, isn't it? It's a sad story. No, it's not sad. <laughs> I just feel like... I, can, I get it. I've got a friend. Because I, I had a friend and his uh, parents are Iraqi. Right. But he, uh, so he, but he grew up initially in Scotland, mm-hmm. then mm. moved to North London. Then his family kind of settled in Lincolnshire. Right. Oh. And then uh, we, we met at uni in Yorkshire. Then he did a master's in London. Right. And I say it because it was like, obviously he's, he has a, an Arabic background, but has not like had a full Arabic Islamic upbringing. Mm. But, but by that token, and he's, he traveled quite a bit. I say he traveled everywhere. So he, even then he didn't feel kind of settled. And has now, but he's now been living with his family in Dubai for the last 10 years. Mm. And to me, it makes sense because it's almost like Dubai is like, is a metropolis, much like London, where he'd grown up. Yeah. But at the same time, there's enough of an Islamic sensibility that it, I guess, cosmetically kind of makes sense to him. Yeah. That it's like, it's almost like a moderate mm. Islamic society. Interesting. In terms of aesthetic that he can kind of mm. thrive within. So, I, so I, when you say like, if London's all I've known, I do kind of understand it. Having said that, mm-hmm. if you were to give me six months of the year in the sun. Oh, so that's my way of okay. around this. Nice. I'll give you the two places and you can give me either. Okay. Right. Number one, here. number one, Phuket in Thailand is the perfect place to chill the fuck out. I've never been to Thailand. It's on my list. It's on now, my list. Okay. Now, when I brought up the uh, the woman that I married, there might be an a attachment that I get to that part of the world. <laughs> okay. A little, little bonus. Uh, but that place out there, it's just... It's just like, and it's, you like Thai food. Oh, I love Thai food. It's yeah. just like going to, and, and I don't, I don't necessarily think money should dictate anything. But when you feel that you're getting a really uh, good return on what you're spending on your dinner, yeah. and you're also supporting this local economy, mm. and everyone's winning in that, and then you go on your moped and you, you know, and you get it sunny, and you go down to the beach and you sit and you drink, like, and the people were so nice, and there's. Just so it's just so perfect. I don't nice. know if you've been there much. Day I've or... been, I've only been to um, Samui, so right. I've never been to like, the mainland and stuff. And I, I went mm. to Thailand like uh, I want to say about ten years ago for a right. wedding. Nice. But it was it was great. I liked mm. it. It's like Thailand is is like yeah is yeah raised similar sensibilities to the Caribbean. Yeah. Where, well, where my family are from, because so it was like not too industrialized and too touristy. Okay. But developed enough that somebody from a city can kind of yeah. kind of navigate themselves around it. So in a, in a in a the second place, and it's based just purely on my honeymoon. Yeah, uh, we went to the Seychelles. <gasps> Another one that's on my list. And I, and like I, I I thought I'd you know we're gonna we're gonna double down. It's the honeymoon, right? Yeah. So we go all out, and we went to Raffles, which is a hotel chain yes, that is like only about six in the world. Mm-hmm. This is a tip to anyone who's you know. Put in some money, aside, like put it all aside okay. <laughs> for raffles, Seychelles for your honeymoon. Is it worth it? It is like, it, I mean, I can't, I actually struggle to think about it because it makes me upset because I miss it 
so much. <laughs> How long did you go for? I miss it so much. How long did you go for while you have this I went for attachment to it? 13 days. And oh, it was God. Dane. It's I'm, that's a bit of me. I can't even look at the photos, Dane. <laughs> I can't even look at them. Okay. It's I all right, it. Howard. It's okay. Have the chocolate. Have the chocolate. Oh, oh, have a, the have room a second, service. Have a second honeymoon. Room service alone. Have a second yeah. Honeymoon. How long have you been married for? I haven't even married for a year and a half. That's enough all right, time then for then two years. Do a two year, you know. Uh, there's other reasons thing. why. There's other reasons why. Okay. And okay. it's like, I'm not, you know, it's, it was just like the carts, the golf carts. That would pick us up from our <laughs> villa and take us down to the restaurant, mm. and then I would eat a breakfast of, of, of just this never-ending breakfast <laughs> of fruits that I don't even know the names, and then the walk, the the one-minute walk down to the beach where we ate the breakfast, where it felt like an felt like an eternity because I was so full of food. And I'd walk <laughs> along the beach with my wife, and we collapse on a sofa by the swimming pool. Oh yeah, until lunch. And that, and that was, was my it. entire day, every day. And you're telling me you couldn't do that for the rest of your life? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. There I'll we have go. to bring my mum over, which would ruin it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that would ruin the yeah, get, out. Get, get her a guest my house. Mom, she got to stay in the guest house. My, my mum won't let me leave the country for a year. <laughs> and therefore, that's the reason I can't really leave London. <laughs> that's why. That's the real reason. It's because exactly. of your mum. Well, Sorry, Howard. So it's if I've got to drag my mum to the bloody Seychelles, I might as well stay. Love you, mum. Love you, mum. Love you, mum. She can come to Ariba with me instead. You know what? She'd have a lovely. Maybe she'd love. She'd help you thinking. get a man. Exactly. Oh, yeah. you know. she'll stop, and she'll stop thinking about. And she'll yeah. stop worrying about what you're doing if she's an Aruba chair. There you go. Exactly. Dane, what? What you asked the question? Where's yours? Oh man, but it sounds a bit the fucking Seychelles. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> yeah, right. But, um, Can't no, even I mean, describe it. I, like yourself, I think I do have a, a, a very strong link to London. But mm. I'd say uh, I have probably have two places, and I'd say the first would be uh, probably be New York, and more specifically Brooklyn. Oh, okay. And I say that because it's uh, yeah, I can pro- probably because it's the closest reflection of my part of London mm-hmm. to where all the islanders are. And there's a, I guess I, you know, I can travel and stuff. And and, I've, and, I've, and there's I've, the diverse, there's the, yeah. Yeah. F, there's the demographic, right? Exactly. Yeah. Is, and also for me, it's like I've spent uh, a lot of time in in the states. Like my family are, are based there, so I would spend like months there from 1990, 92, 94, and then every other couple of years, spend a lot of time in America. And it's actually only very recently now. I'm spending a lot of time by myself. Hmm. So I go to New York now and rather and I want to stay with family. I, I'll stay in a hotel and stuff because also my family are older now and they have families and stuff. But sure. also it's because I'm just trying to learn to become independent and, mm. and explore the landscape by myself and work out like, you know, nice places to eat and more quaint places rather than relying on going to chain restaurants and mm. just, just trying to get a feel for my own New York experience outside yep. of just my family alone. And uh, and I just I just I just I just like that respect and, and, and that aspect of it and you know it's the birthplace of hip hop and mm. like, obviously there's a comedy scene there as well yeah. so there's and there's so many like you no know, Brooklyn I watched a documentary called Brooklyn Boheme as well so said there was an enormous like creative element there like Spike mm. Lee was there um, Saul Williams the poet was there as well yeah. um, so like you know uh, Campbell place. like Martin Lawrence I always yeah so that'd be one of the places and then I guess the other one would be. Uh, Maybe maybe Grenada, but then but at the same time, I, I, and then that's because you know as well. Again, family's there, but it, it would be a good hub for me to travel the rest of the Caribbean. Yeah, definitely. And the main thing is the reason why I'd stay in, in Grenada and maybe the Caribbean is because when my uh, my grandfather died and my parents or my mom came back with a bouquet of flowers from his funeral, 
I never seen one like it in my life. Wow. So in my so head, yeah. So in my head is in my head it's like having like you know a quasi palatial home with just an enormous botanical garden, mm. like peacocks walking around, like and oh shit. yeah, like that's that would be like my place in the sun. And like and like I said, it's maybe spending half my time in the states and half my time in or maybe mm. a third of the time here and there. And like yeah, you know what? I can see that. Mm, I reckon that you you described Ian, that one. Ian Fleming, I think it was Ian Fleming or Naomi Campbell had a house. Right. Uh, in, in, I think Ian Fleming had a house in Jamaica. Jamaica, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was just ridiculous. And I, and it's like an idea where it's like it's like kind of secluded. Like I don't want to be like encroaching on the indigenous population spaces and stuff, mm. and just because of like Barbados, for example, there's a lot of like gated communities there. Oh yeah, and, totally. And, and, and like private beaches, which where Bayesians themselves can't go on. So I wouldn't want to be that guy, but like a, just a nice, uh, like a nice house, like I said, like a nice palatial house, pillars and all that shit. It was almost like, and uh, yeah, enormous like flowers and everywhere and stuff like that as well. And I love the Caribbean. Yeah, yeah, it's for me. Yeah, so well. I was very lucky actually when I first started with the place in the sun. We did a lot of Caribbean shows, hmm. and I got to do Grenada, um, uh, Nevis, so Saint Kitts and Nevis. I yeah. flew into Saint Kitts, went to Nevis, Trinidad and Tobago. I went to so many places, and it's just beautiful. Jesus it's Christ, incredible. That's a, that's a job, that's right? What jobs? That, that, that yeah. jobs. That yeah. Yeah. This is it. This is it. It's so a good job. Who the fuck would be intimidated by <laughs> like, that? I mean, on, Jesus guys. Christ! You get to travel with me. You get to travel exactly. <sighs> Have a place anyway. in the sun. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, listeners, t- we, we, you know what? We should ask what are their places. I wonder what their place is in the sun. Yeah. We got listeners. Yeah, people. Yeah. Pl- your, your place in the sun, and no one say the actual sun. It's just silly. <laughs> it's just silly. That's Unless just yeah. you're Icarus, they'll be like, "Oh, the Corona." That, that's that, just ridiculous. No. That is silly. No. Yeah. Um, well, it's been a hell of an episode. We've covered a lot. We've covered dating, diversity, and places in the sun and your yeah. sugar addiction and well sugar we addiction. always seem to cover one of my problems uh, <laughs> and we got out of the way early this time which yeah. is good i mean the sugar addiction is nowhere near the issue of your attachment to your mother which we have to discuss at some yeah point. That, that's another thing well, that when my mum comes on the show that will be the, <laughs> when the, is that, that mum episode when me and dane have our mums on here will probably break <laughs> break the internet <laughs> i imagine will. um but uh, god it was lovely to have you on scarlett oh, thank you yeah. thank you so much for coming on the show scarlett uh Question is, uh, when can people find you? As well as your star sign, uh, interests, hobbies. Mm, okay, so um, <laughs> for, yeah. the, for the listeners, uh, Pisces, um, thirty-one. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> water so sign, can, guys. Yeah, Listen, water, water sign, sign, fluid, adaptable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shall um, talk it up for you? Thank Shall you, thank you very much. Um, you can find me on um, all the social media outlets, so Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Just search Scarlet Douglas, two T's and an E on the end of Scarlet. Oh yeah. Um, and I've literally just set up my own TV production company, mm. um, and we've had a show out called TMTV Two Minute Talent Vision that as Dane nice. said was on uh, he was on there it's a great show don't be scared jokes. out there men don't be scared out there men um, so that is um, on YouTube series one will take you guys until the 10th of March uh, so yeah every Sunday there's an episode out and, and a place in the sun it. a place in the sun I've actually got a show on tomorrow but I don't know when this is going oh, out well, so you probably would have missed it, it you know what I think if but you wanted to find a place in the sun you if, if, you can find me do you know what there. you would have to struggle not to be able to find you yeah. that show is Four OD. Yeah. Search for Scarlet. I'm what on a there. Long running success. There's always show. repeats on. I think it's been going for like 16 years now or yeah. something. Um, but there's loads of repeats. So yeah, you can find me in a place in the sun, uh, doing bits of reporting for the one show. Um, yeah, I'm the voice of Capital Extra. If anybody listens to that one, if you just want to listen so, to your voice, yeah, if you just want to hear Capital awesome. Extra, um, yeah, tune in. And um, oh, that's me. it sounds good. Yeah, now I reckon I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah, it sounded very well. Yeah. I like it. Thanks, thanks. Can we do a um, crowdfund so I can go to Aruba too, please? Can um, we do that? Can, can can we make that happen? I'm not. Can I get try to get our things out of the listeners first? Okay, okay. Okay. Such as uh, okay. loyalty. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I understand. 
You've been listening to Dane Baptiste Questions Everything. Hosted by Dane Baptiste. For more from Dane, go to danebaptiste.co.uk or follow him at DaneBapTweets. Our guest was Scarlett Douglas. You can follow Scarlett on Twitter at ScarDuck. The show was produced by me, Howard Cohen. You can follow me on Twitter at the Howard Cohen. Thanks to Polly and Gelly. Subscribe to the show and please rate and review us on whichever platform you're listening from. Thanks for listening. And remember, question everything. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.